Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here uh, to break down the Rocket Mortgage Tournament um, on DraftKings. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports sites, esports including Call of Duty, League of Legends, and Counter-Strike CSGO. Um, also, again, I just want to say thank you guys for all the support. We're at 3.4 thousand subscribers. If you enjoy this free content, um, if you could like the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell. Those things do really help me out to continue to grow this channel. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, it's just the DKDFS show. Uh, if you could leave a five-star rating and review, that would also be greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, but yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before we get into the breakdown of the Rocket Mortgage uh, Tournament, what we can do is we can look back my lineup here from last week. So last week, uh, got the winner once again, Dustin Johnson. He was a guy I mentioned I liked a lot uh, going into, into the uh, tournament. Uh, he ended up winning. So yeah, picked Webb, picked Dustin. Now sure, both guys were you know, relatively chalky in both weeks, but um, I, you know I'm okay with that, right? So this was a week where if you probably had if you had four guys make the cut, you were in you were in great shape for cash. You were in decent shape for GPPs. Um, I only played GPPs. Um, this was in the hundred dollar tournament. Um, I entered probably a little more than I usually do for golf, since I, I still don't consider myself an expert um, in PGA DFS. But I wanted to see the ownership, right? And what are the the sharp guys on, right? So. And I felt pretty good. All the guys that I played were, were pretty high owned. A lot of the, um, you know, well, just, you know, Dustin Johnson, what, 20% owned. Sun JM, 32% owned. Gary Woodland, 22%. Finau, 21%. Victor Hovland, another guy I mentioned, 33%. And Scotty Scheffler, 25% owned. So, you know, I was on a lot of the guys that a lot of the, um, you know, Sharks John, right? The, the guys that, that play big money. So, um, so yeah, like I said, it was it was a tournament where if you had uh, a lot of the stars miss the cut, like a lot of them. So if you had three or four guys, probably four. If you had four or five make the cut, you were in really good shape. I only had three. I wasn't actually too far off the money though. It's hundred dollar tournament, about fifteen points off. Only having three guys make the cut, and Dustin was great. Obviously won it, and then Victor Hovland was pretty good as well. Sanjay made the cut. It wasn't great, but um, yeah, Woodland Finau. Oh, they just, Woodland Finau and Shuffler all just missed the cut. It was a four under cut. Uh, Woodland was two under, and then Finau and Shuffler were three under. So close, but, you know, that's that's PGA DFS for you. Um, but, yeah, that's that's really the look back uh, there of my lineup. So um, what we can do now is we can go over to uh, the slate here. Again, we have another Millionaire Maker. Um, love that DraftKings continues to put out these millionaire makers every single week for PGA. Um, and now what we can do is I can switch over to, um, here, let me make sure this is uh, big enough. All right, that should be good. All right, let me now switch this spreadsheet I made for you. Sorry about that, guys. All right, now we are on to uh, my spreadsheet I made for you guys. So um, once again, uh, we have the DraftKings information on the left-hand side. So we have uh, the player's salary, the Vegas odds. Uh, like So Bryson is six six and a half. So that means he's the favorite to win six and a half to one to win. Uh, have their average points per game on there. The course history, um, there's only been one year of this Rocket Mortgage Challenge. Um, so we only have one year of course history. 
Um, and it's just a little bit about the course. It's, it's a fairly even, uh, a fairly easy course, I should, I should say. There's a lot of high scores last year, or good scores, I should say. Um, they did say they were going to try to make the, I think the rough a little bit longer to, to make it a little bit more difficult. So we'll see how it goes. But again, only one year of going off uh, on this course. And then again, I, I included all the strokes gained rankings. So we have the total strokes gained approach, tee to green, putting off the tee, around the green. And I also included the, tr- the driving distance rankings in there as well. Um, so yeah, like I said, we can't put like a lot of emphasis in the course history. And then, um, you know, the one year of the one this course was played, you know, the, the strokes gained approach and T to green were the stats that, um, you know, you kind of want to keep an eye on there. So those were, those are the ones where the players made up the most ground. So again, we are still going off one year, so I don't want to put too much emphasis in there, but I did put those as the first two next to total. Those are the two I guess I want to focus on the most, but uh, again, included putting off the tee around the green and driving distance in there as well. Um, So let's just start with the top guys here. So, you know, if you guys have watched my last few PGA videos, I've been, you know, preferring the balance approach just because there's been so many good guys now, eight to nine K range. This is a little bit different of a tournament. Now we have a little bit more, top heavy so not as many stars but the stars that are in here should be able to dominate this field right so we have like i would say like the top five guys or so right bryson webb tyrell hatton patrick reed hideki those guys uh compared to the field right have, have a pretty big advantage um so i think what i'm leaning towards and what most people do as well is a little bit more of the stars and scrubs approach so probably maybe try to get one jam in a couple of guys at the top and then have to play a couple of value guys um so that's kind of what i'm leaning towards right now i think the balance approach in this one will be a little bit more contrarian not saying it's out of play but i just think a lot of people again probably including myself will go a little bit more of these stars and scrubs built so bryson um if you guys have, have been watching any pga content or, or listening to any pga content this week he's a guy everyone's talking about he is going to be super popular like he's going to be even at 11-7 he's going to be the ultimate chalk he's been in great form um you know a lot of top 10s here recently and just playing really well uh strokes gain total again he's second uh good approach and tee to green too um yeah there's not a whole lot of downside to say he's six and a half to one to win as well um, those odds have been going up, you know, people are betting on him. So, uh, it could even be six or maybe five and a half. I haven't checked. I, I put this on yesterday, but yeah, Bryson's a guy that's going to be very, very popular. So I think for like a cash game setting, you probably play him, but for GPPs, I think there is merit to fade because 11, seven is a lot to pay and you know, he's going to be very popular too. So we have a Webb Simpson at 11 K $700 different a discount off of Bryson. I like him a decent amount. Um, you know, he won, uh, what was the tournament two weeks ago? Um, and he's, yeah, he's been in good form, right? And he has very good numbers too, right? Strokes gain total approach to green, a great putter. Like he's got basically everything going for him. Not the best off the tee, but, um, yeah, again, he's been in really good form. 10 to one odds to 10 to one odds to win. Um, his points per game, if you're just looking at the DraftKings points per game, right? Really high up there at 95. He, he basically makes every single cut, um, yeah, you got to have interest in Webb too. I think you, I think you can play both Bryson and Webb. I think that's viable. I think you know some people will do it, but I think most will probably just go Bryson and then maybe some cheaper guys. So for that reason alone, I think Webb might go a little bit lower owned. Definitely going to be lower owned than Bryson. 
Um, and then let's talk about Tyrell Hatton. So he's a guy that, you know, been battling injuries, hasn't played a lot, but came back and played really well. And again, his strokes gained rankings look great, right? He's like one in almost everything. Um, so he's someone that may be a little bit riskier of a play because we haven't seen a whole lot of him recently. But when he's played, he has played really, really well. So another guy that is going to go lower on, just because again, Bryson's going to eat up so much of that ownership. So, you know, getting to... Maybe fading Bryson and getting to one of those guys below him for GPPs is not the worst idea, again, because Bryson's going to eat up so much ownership. For cash games, though, I do think you play Bryson. Uh, Patrick Reed at 10.5 is a guy I have not a whole lot of interest in. Like, I would rather get to Webb or Tyrell Haddon for a little bit more. I'd rather probably get to Hideki or Victor Hovland for a little bit less. So not super high on Patrick Reed. Hideki, I think, makes for an interesting contrarian play here at 10.2K. He let me down. A couple weekends ago, where he was the only guy that, that missed the cut for me. Um, but uh, yeah, that was his first tournament back since coronavirus. Maybe he's just shaking off the rustle, but not super worried about that. Again, this field, uh, this course is is a pretty easy one, so Hideki should be able to to put up a decent score here. Um, the only only area he struggles obviously is putting. He struggled big time in it uh, a couple weekends ago. But I have interest in Hideki. I Again, he's going to go low owned, but. I like him at 10.2. Victor Hovland was a guy I liked a lot. Again, I played him myself last weekend. Um, I still like him at 10K. I think that price will definitely lower his ownership, right? He was, what was he, like in the high 7K range, right, last week. Now he's 10K. But again, the, the field's easier. Uh, but he's been in really good form. Um, I think he's someone that, you know, just because that big price gump, big price bump goes a little bit lower owned. Uh, Sun JM, now we get to the 9K range. I like him a good amount as well. Um, he's someone that's been a little bit up and down since coming back from coronavirus, uh, you know, the, the big layoff. But uh, the 9.8K price point, he didn't get, like, the biggest price hiker. We've seen guy, we've seen a lot of guys get, like, huge price bumps, right? Let's, let's for example, like Victor Hovland. He went from, like, a 7K range to 10K range. Sanjay was... Um, like 9K when he started, then back down to like the mid-8K range, now back up to 9.8K. So his price didn't move a whole lot. Um, and uh, yes, so for that reason alone, I think he makes a pretty decent play, 22 to 1 odds to win. That looked pretty good. Ricky Fowler at 9.5, I just don't think I can do it right now. He's really been struggling. Again, just his name alone, he will always garner ownership. He's a very popular golfer. But for DFS-wise, it's probably a stay away for me. Uh, and then we get to arguably, I think my favorite play uh, on the slate is Tony Finau at 9.3. Now I know, I played him last week, he, he let me down, just missed the cut, uh, but he didn't really play terribly, he just didn't take, a, take advantage of the easier uh, uh, holes on the course. So um, I, I like Finau a lot here. Again, he was always someone that was in like the mid-8K range, his price didn't move a whole lot for this one, so I really like Finau. Um, he's been in pretty good form. I know he missed the cut, but not super worried about that last week. He's got good numbers, too, as far as strokes gain total approach, T to green as well. So I really like Fino. I think he is my favorite play of the day, uh, or of the weekend, I should say. Um, let's scroll down a little bit more now. So Bubba Watson at, at uh, 9.2 is probably a stay away. Let's see. Nah, uh, played really well last week. Got a huge price bump, though. I still think he's a decent play. Um, right, he was 7.1 last week. Now he's 9.1. Um, but again, he finished. What I think it was in the top 10. And he was he was in. He played pretty well. So um, you know, things you want to consider when you when you're uh, you know making a PGA DFS lineup is and you know take some course history into play, some strokes gained rankings, as well as you know, recent play. Now we have what a few weeks of of recent play in there. So 
yeah, not not someone I have interest in. Uh, Scotty Scheffler at 9K, also someone I played last week. Uh, also someone I have interest in again this week. Um, you know, it did go up from the, the mid-7K range to a 9K price point. But I think if this, this course suits him decently well. Um, I think, you know, he's not someone that will be that high-owned. Decent, you know, strokes gain total approach and, and tee to green rankings. So um, I do have a decent amount of interest in Scotty. Again, he's been, he's been in pretty good form. Let's see. Uh, Roy Sabatini finished third uh, in this uh, tournament last year. Again, I don't think we want to put so much emphasis on it, but it's definitely good, right, that he finished third. It's not a bad thing. So I think that makes him a, a decent option. Uh, JT Poston uh, finished 11th. Again, he's got decent rankings besides uh, the approach, 159th. Not great there. Uh, but again, you know, decent course history um, and, and a pretty okay price at 8.7K. 40 to 1 odds to, to win. I think he, he makes for an interesting play in the 8K range. Jason Day is probably a stay away from me. Now, Doc Redman's a guy that's going to be, in my opinion, very, very popular. He was someone that um, a lot of the Sharps were on last week. Um, he was very cheap last week. Now he's all the way up to 8.5K. Um, he finished second this tournament last year. He's got good uh, strokes gained approach as well as tee to green numbers. Um, and again, he's been, he was in good form. He, played, he had a great uh, Sunday. Uh, last weekend. So Doc Redman's a guy that I think it makes for a really good cash game play. But again, be warned, he is someone that is going to be very popular. Like Bryson, uh, he's going to be up there in ownership for sure. Um, let's see. Um, other guys, so let's go down a little bit here. Um, Brant Snedeker at 7.9. I know he finished fifth last year, but he's not been in the best form recently. He's probably a stay away. Um, Let's see. Brandon Todd, again, he had the big um, weekend, kind of faded Sunday, but uh, played really well that tournament. He's at 7.8K. If you're a guy that's really high into recent play, again, he's been in, he played really, really well last week. Um, let's see. Harold Varner at 7.6K, also one of my favorite plays. I, I really like this price on him. Didn't move a whole lot. Again, you see a lot of those guys got huge price bumps because of the know, um, easier competition in this field. Harold Varner, not so much. Again, he went up a little bit, but not a whole lot. 7.6K. I think that looks really good. Good stroke scene, total approach, T to green rankings as well. So Harold, Harold Varner the third at 7.6K. One of my favorite plays, probably my favorite play in, in the 7K range. Um, I really, really like him. Let's see. Let's scroll in a little bit more here. Um, Brian Stewart uh, finished fifth last year. Wes Roach, third. Again, um, not not bad, but uh, it is, uh, you know, it's good to, to see that they did well on this course. Let's see. Um, so let's go down a little bit more. Uh, Manuel Grillo was a value, a risky value play. I mentioned possibly throwing a dart throw on last week. I think he was 6.3K. Now he's 7.1. He did make the cut. The issue with him is just his short game. Terrible putter. Um, terrible around the green. Um so if he can just have like a decent putting day or a decent you know putting weekend, I should say, he could you know he could have a chance uh, to to put up a, a pretty nice score here. So I have some interest, right? It's good that he finally made the cut because he was in terrible form before that. Um, let's see. A Tom Hodge is a guy I think will be relatively popular on this one. He's seven K and he's got good strokes gained. Um, approach and t to get t degree rankings uh and, you know nothing that stands out like big time but 30 
uh, 30th and 22nd is pretty good for a guy in the seven uh, at 7K flat. So I think he'll he'll be someone that will garner some ownership for sure. Let's see, Atlanta Griffin at 6.8K. Um, I like him a good amount. Um, he was someone that you know in those uh, in the tournaments where he had uh, better competition. He was about you know 6.5K range. His price didn't move too much. Now he's at 6.8 relatively decent numbers and for a guy um you know under 7k again i think he looks pretty good uh, probably one of my favorite if not my favorite play below the 7k range i think he's also someone that will be somewhat popular matthew wolf the young guy um he's been struggling a bit recently but um when he's playing well he does have upside to to play really well but yeah, i think he'd be he's on his game he has a chance to maybe win this one so he's someone i have a little bit of interest in there at 6.8 um, let's see, scroll down a little bit more here, Cameron Tringale, I believe is how you pronounce his name, I think looks decent at 6.6, .6. he finished 5th last year, decent strokes gain total, um, off the, or T to green and approach, right, so I think he's someone that kind of piques my interest, 200 to 1 is not great Vegas odds, but really what you're looking for is just for them to make the cut, and, you know, 5th place finish here last year, Good rankings as well. I think he he makes someone that uh, or he's someone that I have interest in as well in, in the six K range. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, now we're getting to the point where it's a lot of just kind of dart throws. So anyone I think below like a six point five K range is if you play them, you really just want to hope they make the cut. So not a whole lot really stands out to me like down there. Like, I don't know if I want to get this far. Like personally, probably the cheapest guy I'll play would probably be Tringale or, um, or Orlando Griffin, right? Below that, there's just, I don't really feel good about anyone. No, sure. Yeah. So there's a decent amount of, guy, of these guys that will make the cut, but it's really kind of just like throwing a dart and hoping they, they make it. Uh, JJ Spawn finished 13th last year. He's 6.3K. Again, not terrible, but it's good that he, he at least had some decent history. Roger Sloan finished 21st. Uh, but yeah, like you get down to this range, there's not a whole lot that really looks great here. Um, but yeah, I think that's really going to do it for today's video, guys. Um, so if you have been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it. If you like this video, subscribe if you haven't already and hit that notification bell. Those things do really help me out to continue to grow this YouTube channel. Um, again, I, if you guys don't follow me on Twitter, it's important to do so. It's in the description below. I will tweet out this spreadsheet, um, right after this video. So be on the lookout for that, guys. You can use it for making your, your lineups for Thursday. Um, but yeah, thanks again, guys. I uh, hope you guys all have a good day. If you guys are interested in CS Go, I'll have a video up for Wednesday slate right after this. Um, so yeah, hope you guys all have a good day, and I will see you all uh, in the next video.